Magneto Funky, number 184. It's Saturday, May Day, 2021. Yeah, Larry here. With my mobile power grid situation in pretty good shape for a walkabout, I'll still depend on the state's power infrastructure while touring. And in a few different ways, the California grid is just as shaky as Texas when its weak points are stressed. So I'm starting a short series on the challenges that could knock out internet, communications, and navigation no matter how charged my batteries are. Uh, the music this time out is a return to the solidarity swing through Asia, focusing on experimental grooves from Japan, curated from the free MP3 archives at Reverb Nation.
Okay, that was Dark Beat 95 by Hiromik or Koyakshima, an electronica world breakbeat composer out of Neyagawa, uh, representing the independent sound label Bata Sounds from Osaka. Now, this tune dropped, I think, about four years ago. At least, that's what I found on his SoundCloud page. That's why many of these pieces I found are considered archive, with little to no bio or digital footprint beyond Reverb Nation. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit, bet you ask, but not so much this time, uh, underground international pod zine and personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics, with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory. To actually get back to some theory, I'm going to focus for the next few episodes on the state's power grid that I'll still interact with while being off the grid on the road. Uh, We're about to shift from spring to summer, otherwise known as wildfire and rolling blackout season, where the power infrastructure is just as shaky as in Texas. Now, the entity that operates the grid out here is CASO, or the California Independent System Operator, not the utilities, I discovered. They work like air traffic controllers for power, managing the flow of electricity on transmission lines and instructing power plants to turn on and off in order to match electricity supply and demand. It handles roughly 80% of California's grid and nearly 26,000 miles of transmission line, serving 30 million customers. And sometimes... It even has to buy power from Nevada and Utah on the market. The Queso rides a knife edge in real time, matching electricity generation to demand down to the second, anticipating weather changes that affect renewable energy production as well as unexpected power plant and transmission line outages. At the same time, They have to deal with cyber attacks on the Queso computers, as in millions of attempted intrusions per month. And foreign and domestic hackers only need to breach the system once to cripple the state a dozen different ways. The other critical task Queso is working out by the seat of their pants is incorporating renewable energy to the grid. The wind and solar that is spotty, and only available part of the day, especially solar that tends to fade right before peak demand sometimes. Uh, Anyway, Queso does all this under the radar, and the fact that they aren't in the news that often can only be a good thing. Okay, uh, in a bit, I worked out the cargo space details for the new cargo trailer. All right, back to the stage. 
Continuing the short spread of experimental tunes from Japan found in the MP3 archives at Reverb Nation. Now, this being May Day, it has many different meanings to many different people. I mean, you go from International Workers Day, a commemoration of the Haymarket Massacre, an anti-capitalist holiday, in the Cold War days, they slapped the term Law Day on it. But in Japan, May 1st is part of the seven-day stretch known as Golden Week, when four of the country's 15 national holidays are celebrated. Uh, since everybody else will be going hard political, I decided to offer a short set of Headspace tunes to decompress before returning to the right-wing sedition cold war that's going on in the country right now. Anyway, we start with Desert Stars Glittering by an expatriate cat with the handle XRCJPX. Yeah, no bio, no links, but he plays guitar. Next up, it's The First Greeting by T.T. Vox, a.k.a. Takuya Manakawa. Uh, experimental electronica composer from Tokyo who dropped this tune about 10 years ago and after that it's This Brain a bit of ambient electronica by Zero Times One aka Sean Beeson a multi-instrumentalist active in Yokohama when he released his tune about seven years ago uh, but he's still active today working under his own name cool
Okay, uh, second short set opens with Swing Low, a free improv jazz number by Jerry Gordon, another expat in Osaka. Uh, no bio, no links, no timestamp. And we wrap with Wave for Nine Lines by Pali Praha, the solo project of Takayuki Hakazaki, a composer and multi-instrumentalist who hangs out in Tokyo and Chiba. Uh, he's worked under his own name and that of Hula Hooper, Flash Projection Symphony, YKZRZ, and Henry Tennis. Yeah, no other current links, no timestamp, but it's a nice headphones piece. Thank you. 
Hey, Geek Notes. All right, first off, I'm only noting in passing the Derek Chauvin guilty verdict for murdering George Floyd because it's a bare beginning of accountability and we'll just see how the sentencing goes. I'm still waiting for the corporate media to ask non-white Americans how racist the slave patrols are and acknowledge that the model for the police has always been less Mayberry and more Fort Apache. On the COVID beat, the J&J vaccine pause for the most part is ending. And with the CDC beginning the slow relaxation of mask guidelines, we can finally speculate when we can totally take the masks off and what will constitute herd immunity because of all the anti-mask pro-COVID buttheads in our particular corners of the country. That number will be different, but it'll never be the rule of thumb of 80 to 90% the level for measles, for example. At a certain point, enough people will have gotten the shots and passed the two or three weeks to be vaxxed up. After that, no amount of begging or shaming the super spreaders will improve the count. So let's say 35% are all team COVID who will continue to spout the big lie while coughing in the faces of relatives and other people's kids. So how long to reach 65%? Well, at the end of January, or the beginning of Biden's term, about 1.5% of Americans were fully vaccinated. By today, we're at about 30%. And even with ramping up, we still have new infection surges of mutant variants. But if the pace holds, it'll be late August by the time we hit a solid 60% or more fully vaxxed. So I'm saying by Labor Day, we should declare no more masks in public or private. And after that, almost every fresh case will be Team COVID knuckleheads who should be put in their own separate hospital wards so they don't further impact misery on the rest of us who busted our ass trying to avoid the virus while getting on with their lives and encouraging the non-ideological hesitant among us to take care of themselves. All right, for the duration, if you like or hate the show, give it a quick review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash mfunky. And if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., and eventually that will be happening, send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments please, and no promises. Transfer complete. practice. Yeah, practice as in squaring away the cargo trailer. 
To get a clear view of the front wheel setup, I mounted up the mock-up axle and put the 9-inch old granny cart wheels on it and hitched the cart to the bike. There's about a 1-2 to two inch clearance. That's fine for touring on level road or pavement, but even over less than smooth ground, as long as I avoid stuff I wouldn't ride through anyway, like single track hardcore mountain trails, no issue. The cargo trailer in handcart mode looks okay for shopping. Uh, the handle is waist high, it's easy to lift and pivot for sharp turns, and it's roughly the same size that a regular grocery store shopping cart would take up. To check the cargo space, I piled on the gear. The camp table and chair, battery box, food canister, camp bag, added the studio bag and solar panel to get a rough idea of how high the space should be. That came to at least 20 inches. Okay, I window shopped storage bin sizes and none of them are tall enough. So I decided on a custom two-layer box frame using PVC pipe. Uh, what I came up to is 18 by 24 inches with a lower space about 18 inches high and an upper space about 6 inches rack space for the camp table, chair, and the big tent pole. And the top rail is good for mounting the solar panel to it. For a partial enclosure, uh, Coroplast corrugated plastic sheeting already comes in 18 by 24 and 24 by 48 inch panels. And one big and two little panels should be enough to cover the bottom and sides, leaving plenty of tie points. A 4 to 6 all the way up to a 6 by 8 foot medium or heavy duty tarp can serve as a rain fly and privacy cover. I used the last of the half inch PVC pipe from my Dexter style dust room for the different sections and once payday rolls around I can get on with finishing that part of the gear prep and have some better pictures. Okay for this week's One More Tune we close out with Black Butter Part 1 by Black Butter, a mysterious handle for an experimental artist out of Tokyo. Because Black Butter, aka Fernau de Magalhaus, 1480-1521, was a Portuguese explorer who served King Charles I of Spain in search of a westward route to the Spice Islands, the modern Maluku Islands in Indonesia. Interesting.
Nice. Oh yeah, the music bed this time is Ouroboros by Italian ambient electronic artist Jarguna from his brand new 37th album Animas K, released uh, April 27th on Project Records. Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 studio joint. I'm on almost all the popular podcast platforms, the latest being Apple Podcasts Connect. Uh, you can also say Alexa, ask any pod to play Magneto Funky. Show notes are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, tell your friends, subscribe, why don't you? And now that the bullshit California recall election is officially a thing, this GQP backdoor exercise in sedition and general rat fuckery will ultimately cost the state around 400 million bucks by the time this shit show is over without overthrowing Governor Newsom. I don't care which batshit wingnut is running. And yeah, that includes Caitlyn Jenner, who's just another celebrity with no governing experience, but got plenty of Twitter trolls out there declaring every non-recaller transphobic. Gavin still hasn't screwed up bad enough to replace with a hack who couldn't win an honest election, but could slither in with 20% if, say, a dozen hacks get on the ballot. Anyway, after it's all over, the bill for this whole caper should be sent to the state's Republican Party and any and every dark money operative with a hand in this mess. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for, let's say, May 14th. Hey, George Lucas's birthday. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we are still slogging through and no longer into the darkness. <laughs>